all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Butters, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Family reunions, great fun or a cause for dread. The 4th of July is one of the times for family gatherings, but how do they go for you? Do you have great memories and look forward to them, or do you avoid them at all costs? Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. for listening. Thank you, Michelle. Not a big birthday, okay? But I am happy to have a birthday and happy to be here. As Jay White just said, a lot of birthdays are better than the other kind, so I'm happy to be here. Good morning, everybody, and thanks for listening. Today we're talking about family, family reunions, right? They can be great fun sometimes and sometimes cause this incredible dread about, uh, do I have to attend? We know the summertime is a real time for family gatherings, particularly the 4th of July coming up, and some of you may already be on your way to attend one of those family reunions. So how do they go for you? Do you have some great memories? Do you look forward to them? Or do you try to avoid them at all costs? And if you do, how does that go for you? I'd really like to hear what's gone on for you and in your life. And so you can call in any time and share your comments and experience uh, at one eight seven seven MPB ring, that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline dot org. 
Well, I have a whole lot of experience at this. I grew up in a very large family. I have seven siblings, as many of you have heard. My dad had seven siblings. My mother had five. And all but one of those siblings married and had children. So family reunions are very large and most of the time very loud in our family. Uh, My father's family gathered the most um, from the time I was, before I was born, actually, The family has gathered yearly for over 70 years. And I haven't made all of them, obviously. I have made most, though. They're not always at convenient times for my family, uh, for my family and me to attend due to time or place or other issues going on in life. Some have been more fun than others, I'll admit. I've always been happy, though, once I attended that I attended. Did I sometimes go away going, "Mm, that person was not so nice this time, or I miss seeing somebody? But I usually come away with a feeling that there was a reconnect somewhere. So our families morphed over the years like families do. We've had losses from deaths, a few from divorce. We've had lots of additions through marriages through births, and blended families. And I want to add blended families in there, too, as we talk, because that actually is another whole issue when you have family reunions and family gatherings going on. Um, how, How do we accept, how do we welcome individuals who who were not originally in the family. And perhaps there was a a spouse who was divorced, and now there's a new person who's come in, and maybe some of the relatives are not as welcoming as they should be. Has that happened to you? Do you feel like there are better ways to handle that? Also, with our family enlarging and morphing through the years, there's some children who I don't even recognize from one year to the next. A cousin may have had a new child, or that new child is now I haven't seen for a couple of years, and they've completely changed, like happens sometimes. Now, my mother's family gathers much less frequently. They're from Louisiana, and those gatherings, um, though, when they are together, are are usually very much fun, lots of catching up and fun times. The last one was just this past year, and it hadn't happened for a really long time. And, and you know, one piece of conversation that happened during a lot of that reunion was the fact that we wish we hadn't waited so long. We'd lost some family members, and we'd lost some memories that we could never regain. So I want to talk a little bit about the importance of gatherings and the importance of talking to family members to really learn about your family. And I'm not just talking about those who are older, but I'm talking about us modeling for our young kids so that they don't lose those memories. There's so much. Um, so much good history out there that we are losing. And and I know I've I've lost it in you, my family. Yeah, you mentioned that was a very good point about uh, teaching our younger 
children about the importance of getting together. Uh, if you talk to a lot of families now, uh, they don't do it as much as, you know, when I was younger. Right. Uh, and I know when you were younger, we used to get together more, but the older you get, the busier you, we get now, uh, the less frequent we get together. And now it's like you see each other every, what, five, six years or something like that, sometimes 10. Right. And people will pass on and move on, and they never even got to see their grandkids or something like that, or their cousins never even know each other. Like my daughter doesn't know a lot of her cousins. You know, we're from Chicago. So when she went to the reunion last year, I didn't go. And so some of my cousins, my cousins, their kids are like, who is that? Right. <laughs> they don't know each other. They don't. Mm-hmm. And so what we um, ended up doing this past year at our large buttress family reunion, um, and we've been doing it for the last couple, is uh, using name tags. That's nice. So mm-hmm. that you don't have to ask, you don't have to be embarrassed. And and we tried to display them prominently so people would know who we are and who we were connected to. So I'm such a believer in in knowing your roots, knowing your history for many reasons. One, one just knowing and learning from the history, learning to be proud of where your parents came from, perhaps learning to be proud of how far they have come. And so just having the kids experience that, I, I tell you, I have just experienced something that I was trying to track back. I I live in the home that my father grew up in. And so I have some of the family um, artifacts in there. I guess artifacts is the right word. One is this beautiful uh, frame with... um, that has this beautiful embroidery um, in as the matting inside the frame. And it's an old, old picture of my grandfather, probably um, about 90 years old. And so I was trying to track back that picture with my sister because the Mississippi Museum of Art is going to have a heritage exhibit. And my daughter-in-law, who who works there, asked if we could display it there. And it meant a lot to me. And um, so I'm telling everyone this because look forward to that. I think it's going to be awesome. But not not just that picture, but all the displays that will be out there. And so I was discussing it with my sister, trying to track back um, more about that picture. And the sad piece is we know about the age. We know kind of that it came from Lebanon back when it did because we knew my grandfather traveled back then. But we never heard the story from my grandfather. And so I can't ask him, and I can't ask my father. And so all I can do is try to piece the story together, which I I hate. I wish I had more more of the story. And I have a lot because my family really was my community in, in many ways. So things have morphed so much. Now our our families are not even in our community, so they can't be a huge part of it. So those family gatherings become more and more important so you continue to know your history. Now, um, before we go to our break, 
I want to bring up a couple of things. There are some things that you should and should not do during a family reunion. We'll talk about those things. There are some some things that you should not do to avoid a family reunion just because there may be a single individual who might be there because you perhaps had a falling out in some way. I would highly encourage you to put that away, to to realize that that's a bad way to model for your children, for the rest of your family, and you'll lose touch of so much important um, stuff, so much important memories, so many good connections that are possible. So as we move along in the show, we'll talk about um, keeping your family as part of your your extended community, even if they're not part of your everyday community, and and why that is so important. You know, I, even if you have not had family reunions in the past, now is a good time to start. Now is perhaps a good time to reach out to your family members that you might have lost touch with and say, hey, let's get together. Let's just get to know each other again. So... Give us a call. Tell us your stories about your family reunions. I want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, Maybe some tips on what to do and what not to do. Uh, Join in the conversation at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Gathering families, that's what we're talking about. We'll be right back. podcast. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about family reunions, family gatherings, why they're so important to try to stay connected. You know, for, for uh, forever, for thousands of years, family and community kind of stayed the same and didn't travel. And then as we have become a more mobile society, our extended family is often far, far away from us, not not just in another town, but perhaps even another country. Um, so we may have, be fortunate enough to have a lot of friends around us who help um, supplant the need for family, and that's a great thing. But staying connected to family, knowing your history, knowing your heritage, having your family... Um, there for you often is so very important. So even though we may not have chosen our relatives as our friends, and maybe they are not our best friends, trying to stay connected with family is is good. It gives you a sense of stableness. It gives you a sense of who you are. And it often allows you to have that support 
community when things are going badly for you. So um, during the vacation season, extended families do often gather together, and it's a good time to reestablish those friendships. And it is a good time to reconnect, even if those individuals were not your friends. One thing I do want to say is it's a not a good time to try to hash out issues. It's not a good time to have an intense sit-down discussion of why one person felt bad about the other. It is a good time, though, to set the stage for a meeting when that could later happen. Now, I want to talk about that later, but first, let's go on to the phones. We have Ethel in Gulfport. Good morning, Ethel. Yes, how are you? Great. Well, I have just one comment. My, yes. I, I come from a big family. of our, our fam- My mother was a Ladner, and there were 13 children in her family. In my dad's family, there were 11 children. Wow. And they all married, except a couple of them had children. Anyway, we noticed that, um, that at every reunion... Each family would sit. They all sat with their own family. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't mingle, and so we decided at one reunion we were going to do something different, and we made um, signs for each month of the year, and we put them on a picnic table and told them they had to sit the month they were born. Ah. And we thought, well, this would make them talk to other people. Well, after the welcoming and and people were introduced and everything. Everyone left and went back to to their own family. (laughs) It lasted about 10 minutes. Oh, that's funny. I wonder why. Do you feel like, is your family, are they... um, Well, well, we we haven't had a reunion now in a long time because uh, all the people have passed away who mm -hmm. were doing it. Who were organizing it. Uh, You know, Ethel, you just brought up a good point. Now, I do see that exact sort of sectioning off by Mm -hmm. family um, in in our family reunions. Now, at my mother's family, that didn't happen so much Mm -hmm. because the majority of it was sort of a stand-up and visit with um, more heavy hors d'oeuvres rather than than the seated meal. Mm-hmm. I liked your idea. The only thing is um, so work. many of my siblings are, are born in the same month. We would have all ended up together anyway. <laughs> but 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 I, I do think that it would be nice to try that again if a uh, gathering happens. Now, I, I have one, more, one yeah. more reunion, which is totally different, and that was my husband's reunion, and it was in West Virginia, and, and they had a rule in that family that, Everyone brought something to the reunion to share. I like it. And so they, I, I remember the one aunt always brought uh, walnut cakes. Ooh. She started baking them and a couple of weeks ahead of time, and she brought everyone a small walnut cake. And, um, and, and they just would bring whatever they had on the farm or whatever they raised, and they brought enough for everyone, every family there. Wow. And, I, and that, that's all. I just, our reunions are, are no more. And yeah. um, I'm 90. And so so, um, so the the ones that we were running it, well, they've, we've all passed away. Yeah. And we keep thinking we'll do it again, but it just it's just too complicated now with the children 
moved everywhere, gone. Well, Ethel, you know what? You sound like a young 90, by the way. Um, But (laughs) let me me just um, reach out to you that um, this might be a great time for you to reach out to some of your your younger family members who didn't ever help organize things. That's what we've been hoping. Yeah. But maybe you reach out and ask them to that you would like and you would like to go and share some of the fun memories with them. I think um, because what's going to happen is when you're no longer here, they're going to lose so much that they could have gained from you and others of the older family members. So, well, I think one one thing that I have, uh, I'm a lighthouse keeper's daughter. Oh wow! And I was raised on Ship Island, right off right off the Gulf Coast here. Oh wow! And so, um, so we are a lighthouse family. But anyway, that's just an aside. But um, that's that's all. I just wish that, and we've tried to organize it a couple of times, and then it just kind of falls apart. And normally, the 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 obstacle is the date. Right. You're never going to find a perfect date. So what needs to happen is somebody declares a date that is the most convenient for the majority and then realize that some people are going to have to miss it. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take your advice and see if I can round up somebody. Oh, and write some of those lighthouse memories, oh, Ethel. I have, we have them. We have them. Oh, good. I have never known anybody who was a lighthouse child. I would love to read those sometimes. That might be something good you could share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do share it with the Historical Society here on the coast. Oh, good. Good, good. Yeah. Okay. Good talking to you. Thank you so okay. much for your call, Ethel. Okay. Thank you. All right. So Ethel brought up a really good point, and I know my family has struggled with this because, as I said at the beginning of the show, um, our family reunions, the Buttressides, started um, 70 years ago. So our I, actually, my grandfather started it, gathering his kids back, and then he passed the torch to his kids. And now the torch has literally been passed to us. And um, but the so many of us now are getting older. I, it's probably time for us to prep our kids on on the takeover of that. And that's, yeah, that's what yeah. we were talking about in yeah. here. Uh, Jay and I, I was just saying, I'm 46 now this year, and it's time for. If we're the 50-year-olds and my cousins are 52 and 53, some are 55, it's time for us to start planting them. Right now, I believe, I think my aunts, they're still planting my Mm -hmm. mom's sisters. Mm -hmm. They're still planting them. They're older. So it's time for us because our kids, you know, my daughter is 16, but my, my cousins, they have kids that are 20 and, you know, 30 Right. Things like that. And right. So it's going to be almost time for them to start planning it. So we need to, like you said, take on the reins and plan the reunions. And like you said, it's so important to keep that tradition going. Because if you don't, it'll it'll fizzle out. Yeah. It will. Yeah. And here's another thing I want to throw out to, to our listeners. Um, so... For our family, our family reunions were done exactly the same way for many, many years. Not very child-friendly at first, 
you know, back in the day, children were supposed to be seen and not heard. We would have to um, eat and sit quietly. As as we got older, they became bigger and a little louder, as I noted. But a lot of the same, we did things a lot of the same way, um, expecting everybody to get up and make a little talk or uh, do something with a very formal sit-down meal. A few years ago, one of my cousins said, I'm going to mix this up. Um, her parents were no longer able to give the reunion they had passed. And, um, and, and she did. And she did an awesome job, she and her family. And it, it was made much more child-friendly. Um, by someone who did not have children of her own, but got it. And um, she, it, it was so awesome that it made everybody realize we need to mix it up a little bit and perhaps um, make it into something that, that works now that maybe work, you know, the other way, the old way worked well when it happened. But um, just like in life, Things sometimes need to change, right? Well, you know, I've DJed and hosted a lot of family reunions, and I get little points from the ones I go to. What I like most is the family night uh, when they do the family night um, talent show, <laughs> and that is so much fun. I mean, and it's almost a competition. So you get the families from the different areas, and they come at me, and they plan for months on what they're going to do to win, and they actually have trophies and certificates, <laughs> and they do, some uh, family reunions do a dress-up night where they yeah. do, you know, themes and things like that. You can always add fun elements to uh, your reunions, the banquet can be like you said less formal your meet and greet night can be like you said the uh talent show night and fun to show your talents what can you do sing yeah. dance, poetry whatever having, having craft things for kids to That's do fun. yes um you know one thing that as you look you want to be careful about having things that are too competitive so you don't have hurt feelings <laughs> right. but i love the idea of a talent show and ethel our first caller mentioned people bringing, bringing that things was Great um, idea. I know that uh, maybe if not something for everyone, a piece of memorabilia or or a family history that they want to do uh, like a show and tell uh, so people can learn from their family's history. Uh, I've I've learned most recently some things about my uncles that I never knew. And when I went to Lafayette for the Bustani family reunion, I learned so much about the family from one of my cousins who had taken upon himself, he's my age, to gather all the family history that he could. And he, he stood up and he, he read to us as much of the family history as he was able to gather. And it was so fun. So I'd love to hear from you listeners what what have you done that worked really well for your family gatherings? What have you done that you would advise we not try? 
Um, give us a call. Share your ideas uh, at one eight seven seven MPB ring. We have all open lines. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline dot org. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the do's and don'ts of family reunions. This is relatively speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress with Michelle McAdoo, and we will return. Too far apart, two worlds among the stars. You're gonna take a piece of my heart if you leave. So it's two separate ways, or am I too late to say I wanna fight for what we got? Cause I believe in family. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. We don't try to stay connected. You know, as as you get older, we're talking about those first cousins and that extended family, your aunts and uncles. But then the other issue that can come up, if you are an older sibling with um, uh, an older individual with siblings of your own, um, that's one thing. But then what about your children? Um, your children often scatter to different areas. Are you making sure that your children alone have times to reconnect with each other? I think one of the most funs, uh, fun things I did with my siblings, um, when we were younger with younger kids and it was easier to gather, we'd, we'd gather on the beach and the cousins would just play. It was nothing formal. It was just whoever could come to the beach would would go. And um, we would have these amazing, wonderful memories that, that I believe my children will never forget. And and now we're hopefully setting that up for for their children. 
All right. Well, let's go back to the phones. We have Roz in Washington County. Hi, Roz. Hi. How are you this morning? Doing great. Thanks for calling in. Well, tell us what are your thoughts about family reunions? Do you have some good advice? Yes. Uh, Well, I feel like the importance of having a family reunion is so that everyone can get to know their extended family. My father was from Nassau, Bahamas. And so, you know, the islands are small. And I have an aunt there that decided that the younger generation needed to know who they were related to because there was an instance where a family uh, member, two family members got together and didn't know that they were related. Oh. So every two years we have a family reunion so that, you know, we can stay connected <laughs> and everybody know each other. That's that's. Actually, I just think you lose so much history. It it helps our children bond with relatives. It helps them have a sense of place and a sense of being. And, you know, I, I think that's great uh, to know who your cousins are so you don't fall in love with your cousin. Obviously, that's that would not be a good thing, Roz. And so good good for them for to think through that but also think about the experiences that are so different um in the bahamas than in yeah. washington county and the sharing that they could yeah. give for those yeah. yeah there are a lot of cultural uh differences you know that we even from the food to uh just you know uh christmas the holidays the way they celebrate the holidays and so, it, you know, it's a lot of information and informative learning going on. And, you know, a lot of people in the Bahamas, they are scattering now to the United States. So, you know, you can even find out that you have a cousin maybe in Maryland and you didn't know about, you know. So, uh, exactly. It's just a lot of, you know, it's a lot of learning, a lot of fun, and especially when we go to the Bahamas this year, we're going uh, going there in August, but uh, it'll be a lot of beach fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, Roz, when you gather, is do you try to make a point to share different experiences of um, history and trying to make sure that re- memories are being recorded? Do yes. You, good. Yes. Because we, we have a chart and we have a timeline, you know, showing the history. And uh, I even found out that my great-grandfather was a pirate. And that's how he she, uh, had a lot of property in the Bahamas. Oh. <laughs> Still have property in the Bahamas. But, uh, you know, this, and I have a uncle that just died uh, two years ago. And... His birth, his mother died in childbirth, and they actually didn't think he would live. Well, during the time, you know, like in the 30s, they thought that he would not live, and they had placed him in the shoebox to be buried later on. But one, uh, an older family member came and asked for the child, took the child, and raised him. And she was telling the story of how she raised him on the egg yolks from the chickens in her yard and all the 
neighborhood kept bringing eggs and everything to feed this child until, you know, he wow. was able to eat solid food. But and he, he grew up and he became a priest. And, what a uh, story. Yeah, it was. Everybody was just standing there in awe. You know, they couldn't believe the story. Yeah. Everybody was taping the recording. And it was a, it's a lot of history. Yeah. I would encourage families to do that. Again, um, for the history to know, um, it's just amazing the kind of family stories that are out there that so many of our children miss. So, um, Roz, thanks for calling. That sounds like a a very interesting family. Uh, All right. Thank you. We we have open lines. Call in. Let us know what you've done at your family gatherings. Um, what kind of memories you have of those family gatherings. And have you passed the torch, whether or not you're moving forward with that? Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 yeah, Doctor Butchers. Yeah. What do you say to um, family or people who have questions and concerns about being around their family members who they don't get along too well? Say sisters and brothers haven't spoken in a while, cousins haven't um, gotten along, or what do you say when families get divorced mm-hmm. and the mother and the father, the patriarch and the matriarch of the family, they both get remarried and then. They all still come back together, and it's awkward. You have the new wife with the old wife at the same reunion. Yeah. Um, what do you say when people say, I don't want to be a part of that because it's too odd, it's too weird? Well, that's interesting you ask that because, um, as I think anybody who's listened to this show knows that um, I'm in um, – my second marriage, we have a blended family, uh, yours, mine, and ours, and we still gather with my first husband and his present wife whenever there are functions for our children. And we gather and we act cordial and we get along well, and we have done this for years. And I am not bragging. I am saying this is what we all should do. This is how you keep your children happy. Happy with their family. This is how you model for your younger family. I think it's really important. I know um, we were an anomaly. People kind of said, how in the world are y'all doing that? And it's and my response is because it is the right thing to do. You know, get over it. Your kids did not ask. I say this a lot. Your kids did not ask for you to divorce. Um, They may have been grateful because it was the right thing to do because you were both happier now, um, separated. But, you know, they were born into a family with parents. And um, what we can do if we can't give them their biologic parents together, what we can do is make life happy for them when they try to gather um, with everyone. So it's really important. And so my answer to you, Michelle, and to listeners out there is you you don't have to be best friends with everybody um, 
at the family gathering, just like you're not best friends at every gathering that you go to, every party that you go to, whether it's a, a Christmas party or birthday party. There's some people that you may really just barely want to associate with, but you can be cordial when you are at a function that's supposed to be happy and for sharing happy moments. Like I said earlier, this is not the time for someone to try to hash out problems, but it is a time to smile, to try to reconnect, to try to let people know that you are over whatever issue it was and that you want to move forward. It's the best thing you can do for your children. It's the best model you can be. Holding grudges um, is a poor model, number one. And the other issue, we've talked about this, it's horrible for your health. Um, Having those negative feelings that are always eating away at you are terrible for you. It raises your blood pressure. It raises your heart rate. It raises your blood sugar. It does all the wrong things to your body. So the sooner everyone um, realizes that having those negative feelings long term are bad for you, the better off you'll be. Um, So that's my answer. I hope that helped a little bit. Um, The other, okay, let's talk just a little bit before we take our final break. I want to talk a little bit, uh, too, about helping your child better understand who they are at family gatherings. Um, Getting to hear the stories about where they came from. You may not know. You may not be able to trace your way back ancestry like we've heard from a couple of our callers today. But you may be able to trace back to your great-grandfather and to hear stories about that and to to hear that perhaps your father was the first person to go to college or your your grandmother um, was a schoolteacher in a certain area. You need to let your children know their history and where they came from. It also is important to let them understand change and diversity, and um, the ability to share those stories is so very important. So, okay, we're going to go to our final break, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about um making sure the venue fits the family when we come back. So give us a call. We've got open lines, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Where did you have those family reunions, and did it work and did it not? And where would you prefer to have a family reunion next time you do one? Give us a call. Share with us. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back.
test And you always try to do your best And just pray for God to do the rest When it's family This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, welcome back, and thanks for listening. This is Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, and we're talking about family gatherings, family reunions this summer. I imagine many of you are on your way to one of those or expecting to have a smaller version of one um, on the 4th. It's a common time for gathering. So maybe in these last few minutes as we're talking, we still have time for a phone call. So please call in if you have something good to share about family reunions or, or some things to avoid. You can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Okay, let's talk a little bit about things that you need to remember as you're trying to do a family reunion. We talked a little bit about this. Competitive games um, might not be a good idea, particularly in families where you feel like there's some people who feel more superior or might sometimes feel there's some individuals who feel perhaps a little inadequate or maybe not on the same level. So don't do competitive games. Games are fun, and they can... They can help generate conversation, but make sure that they're just fun and there's nothing, um, no tendency to tempt someone to cheat or or press to win or something like that. Long speeches from anyone. There are always those family members who don't want who who want to have the platform and talk and talk and talk. Um, make it clear that. This is a time for sharing, and it's not okay for one person to stand up. Michelle's laughing at this, to stand up and make long speeches. And um, I bet many of you out there can relate to that. It's a attention span of all of us is short. So keep in mind, if you're going to say a few words, say a few words. Don't catch everybody up on the entire history of your family. Um, I like the idea uh, you mentioned. I hope if you're just joining us and you didn't miss your comment earlier, you said have some kids areas. That was a really great idea. Yeah. Like crafts, arts and crafts and things or make a um, family tree of your, you know, make a montage or arts crafty thing of your family, your immediate family, like who's in your house. And let everybody know where they fit with the others. That's neat. That would be a lot of fun. Hadn't thought about that. Good one. And have magazines, old magazines and clippings that people can use. Have a craft area. That's real cute. Yeah. Okay. I just got another idea. I know. I'm going to use that one, too. (laughs) The other thing, too, is to make sure the venue is age-friendly. Now, we're not talking about just kids, but 
if you have a lot of older people, as we all know, many people as they age lose some of their hearing. Uh, keep in mind, if you have a venue with really loud music, um, you might have an older individual who can't participate in conversation at all because they can't hear what's going on. And so if you have music, to make sure it's softer music, background music, conversational music, whether you have a DJ or a band, to let the band know that it needs to be lower. The same thing goes for temperature. Um, make sure that the venue is is appropriately cooled or heated, but not too cold. Th- There's so many times when individuals are uncomfortable um, due to that. Um, I mentioned this earlier. Be careful about making it. I think so many times we want to have the perfect venue and we want everything to look perfect. But if you want to have young people who are interested in going and continuing to attend and continuing the tradition of these gatherings, it's really going to be important to not have it too restrictive or too formalized. The kids need to be able to to play, to enjoy their cousins, to to meet sometimes their cousins. One of our earlier callers mentioned um, trying to encourage um, immediate families to not just sit with their immediate families. Now, sometimes that may be necessary, and maybe these family reunions are the only times that the siblings get back together. And if that's the case, I guess it's okay. Um, but to, to if you're going to really have a mix, it, it's good to try to get individuals to separate a little bit. Um, Like I said, a reunion can be a time to provide an opportunity to spend time with those elderly relatives and record their stories. Um, Get your phone out um, and record. uh, Your smartphone can record some of those vignettes of memories, and you can save them to Dropbox or some other, um, to the cloud or whatever. Uh, You can save that and share it with others. How how great and important could that be? I know I have a recording of my father being interviewed by a fifth grader one time about World War II, and that is an amazing treasure um, to have. And I would never have had that if that fifth grader hadn't interviewed my father about World War II. I know my cousin has done some recordings, um, so that would be great. And another um, quick thing is if you are an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent, um, I would implore you at the next gathering, family gathering that you have, you think about jotting down some memories, sending some pictures, giving them something to treasure for later, because I promise you they will. Okay, so... As you go out for those wonderful family gatherings, make them even more special uh, today and the rest of the summer. And if you're planning for something at Christmas, do that um, or any other holiday. Make yourself plan ahead so they can be special memories. 
All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Um, our producer, Michelle McAdoo, our call screener, Jay White, and I thank you for listening. And I hope you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.